This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. That was an incredible start to that football game. Yes, times two eventually. Incredible start to that football <laughs> game. And, and yeah, then Naheem Hines decided to do it again later. <laughs> you know why not? I didn't think Buffalo was that good, but they won the game. Good for them. I mean, they really were. I didn't think they were that good at all, but they didn't have to be, I guess. And uh, the Patriots missed the playoffs, which uh, America wins. Uh, all right, I'm Adam Gold. This is the Adam Gold Show. V to the Victoria producing the program. Oh, boy, we got a lot of things to do. It was an emotional football game there in Buffalo. I thought it was an emotional football game from what I was able to see in Cincinnati, too. Let's not forget the impact that uh, what happened on the field Monday night had on the Bengals. And... Uh, they were able to do the thing. And they actually had some incentive to play well. Yeah. Because of that whole coin flip mm-hmm. garbage that was you know, laying out there in the weeds if the Ravens had won that game. And then yeah. Cincinnati went, nah, nah. We, ain't, we ain't here for your BS. And they put their foot on the necks of the Ravens early. I know the score doesn't look like it at the end, but... If I'm not mistaken, Cincinnati was 17 nothing ahead. Yeah, yeah good they, time. they were not losing that football game. So Bengals are obviously going to be a problem for a lot of teams. And they will meet again. Every single playoff game is a rematch of at least one, in some cases two, yep. games this year. Bengals and Ravens is a rematch. Seahawks and 49ers. Division two divisional opponent, but they're all rematches. The uh, Chargers lost to Jacksonville. The uh, Cowboys lost to Tampa earlier this season. Oh, the Cowboys. I mean, I know a lot of people think we were just joking, but (laughs) there's a phrase that I like to use. And it, it actually might even be in my Twitter bio. Okay. Right. Every... There, there is truth in every bit of sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it wouldn't be sarcastic. It wouldn't. Right. There is some element of truth there. And I joked, "Oh, does the game mean something to Dallas? They'll lose. They got stomped by Washington. And the, I was going to say the worst part, but I actually think it's the best part. Is that because I had that game on too." Mm-hmm. And Dak almost throws a pick six, and they're like, wow, boy, did he just get away with it. And then he throws the exact same pass, <laughs> and it is a pick six. And I thought, wait a second. Did the other one actually get returned for a touchdown? And I, like, I, I don't know, I had a flashback. Right. And, nope. No. Nope. He threw the pass again. Didn't learn from your first almost Dude. mistake. Dude. Yeah. It it's sort of like everybody has done this. Everybody has done this. You're doing something in the car as you're driving that you shouldn't be doing. And like you almost go off the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And then you go, okay, I'm not doing that I'm anymore. I'm awake now. I'm good. I'm not yeah, falling asleep or mm-hmm. uh, looking at your phone. Nobody mm-hmm. ever does that. Never. Right? 
And then you go, all right, I'm not doing that. And then you do it. Yep. Didn't take the hint. He ran off the side of the road <laughs> right after checking his phone for the second time uh, in two minutes. What a dope. Yeah. That team. Oof. They can say all, look, they're super talented. No doubt about it. They are. They are super talented. So I won't be surprised if the Dallas Cowboys find their way to the Super Bowl. I won't be surprised. They have too many good players. But, boy, they look like they don't really know what the hell to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I find that good. <laughs> I, find, so I, I find that just adorable. So, uh, all right, we got a lot of things to do. So let's do it. What's the record for spam phone calls received in a day? Ooh. I'm setting it. Okay. I'm setting it. I. It is a Monday, so let's start the week off. <laughs> very, very upset about this. Spam malicious. Just make sure that my uh, audio and my laptop is off since they all show up there, too. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's get to it. The Panthers won a game in which they were clearly not the better team. I don't know how the Saints didn't have 17 points at halftime. Yeah. But they only had seven. And it just sort of opened. And they scored on their first drive. They did. We're right down the field. 7-0. In the and first they were going down the field again. I was listening to the game on the radio, right? Um, and, like, Jake DeLome and Anish Sharaf were... Basically go, oh, man, they're just kicking our rear end. Right. I'm paraphrasing here, but it it made it seem like the score should be 30 to nothing, and it was still just seven, and this is professional sports, and I don't care who you are, when you allow a team to hang around in a game, you are asking to be beat, and... Based on the way the first half played, I thought New Orleans was begging to be beat. The Panthers are now 6-6 six and six under Steve Wilkes. Uh, here's what Wilkes said to his crew after the game. How much I love those guys, how much they persevered through so much. Uh, and it was glorifying to see the last element of our DNA today, which was finished, uh, particularly in the manner in which we you know, struggled pretty much most of the game and found a way to come together at the end. So uh, that was glorifying. All right. Now, the question was asked of Steve Wilkes after the game, do you believe you should be the head coach on a non-interim basis. You know, that's not my call. And, you know, uh, again, Joey, as you talked about or just mentioned, it's not, it, it's not about me. Uh, again, it's about those men in that locker room. Uh, it's about this organization, the, the, the coaching staff, support staff. Uh, everybody pulled together this year all right, to uh, endure all the things that we had to go through. So uh, it's just not just me. So uh, I just commend everybody in this organization the way we just rallied and pulled together. All right. To paraphrase, hell yes. <laughs> right. I just paraphrase. It's just the way I read that. I like it. Of course. Of course he should be. ESPN.com has a coaching carousel generator where they have all these candidates, and they're all good candidates, right? And they have all the teams that are likely going to have openings, or either already have openings or probably will have openings. And 
it's funny how Steve Wilkes obviously is an A opening, is an A candidate for the Panthers. And I wouldn't be against, even though he completely flamed out in Indianapolis, I wouldn't be against Frank Reich as the head coach. Okay, I wouldn't be against it. I don't think he's better than Steve Wilkes. But if David Tepper in his brain, is never going to hire Steve Wilkes, which I believe to be a possibility, then I wouldn't hate if Frank Reich was the answer. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. And that's when it's time for my 401k survival Oh, oh look box at that. Set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. But here's the thing that really gets me is that they seem like the a lot of the candidates are defensive. D'Amico Ryans, Dan Quinn. They are. If you're going to hire one of those guys, then you were never hiring Steve Wilkes. Mm-mm. Ever. Because Steve Wilkes is a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. And he goes back to your best era where he was either the secondaries coach or the defensive coordinator before he left for the one year stint at Arizona. And by the way, another one year uh, uh, blackhead football coach, Lovey Smith. Thank you very much. Here are your set of steak knives. Get out. Yeah. Two years in a row, Houston did that. What? I mean, I feel bad for Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith's a good football coach. Is he a great football coach? Probably not, but he's a good football coach. And you you took a losing team. I don't know why I'm going off on a tangent here. You took a losing team. You took a losing job. And the basically the organization showed you how big big a loser they are collectively. And they fired you. What, were, what was he going to do? And maybe he got fired because they won a football game. Maybe. Right? Cost them the first overall pick by winning a football game. I always say this. Coaches and players don't tank. Organizations do. Yeah. Maybe Lovey Smith was too good a football coach. They won four times. With that roster, they won four times. Mm-hmm. Good for uh, good for them, I guess. Uh, back to the uh, back to the Panthers. I just don't understand why any defensive candidate would be better than Steve Wilkes. Yeah. I just don't. I don't. If you're going to bring in an offensive guy, Frank Reich's an offensive guy. I would be okay with bringing in an offensive head coach. Right. Which the Panthers need work on offense, obviously. Right. So that would be helpful. Just get an offensive coordinator not named Ben McAdoo. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I do believe that their identity as a team is going to be running the football. Yeah. So that's because that's that's what Steve Wilkes wants to do, too. We have seen that a lot in the last hundred years for the mm-hmm. Panthers. When was the last time they had a coach that wasn't a, f- a defensive coach? I know. I'm trying to remember. Dom Capers, defensive coach. George Seifert, defensive coach. John Fox, Fox. defensive coach. Mm-hmm. Ron, Ron Rivera, defensive coach. Yep. 
Matt Rule. Oh, yeah. no, no. Yeah. O- offensive coach. Yeah. There, Get it? There you go. Get it? Get it? <laughs> yeah. Offensive coach. Uh, and then Steve Wilkes. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. By the way, did anybody see the irony in Eddie Panero <laughs> making the game-winning field goal and then the team mobbing him? Zero to hero. Like that. Right? I mean, he makes the game-winning kick, and they mob him. Yeah. That was awesome. They gave him a ball at the end of the they game, did. too. They did. Man, it's all good. It's all good. We forgot about the other time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Sam Darnold was, I don't even know if awful is the right word. He didn't have time to throw. No. Right? He was best with his legs than he was with his arm, or better with his legs than he was with his arm, until... He needed to make the one throw, and Terrace Marshall open across the middle. Darnold put the ball right where it needed to be. Field goal range, and boom, we're in. Yep. Here's Darnold on his future. We'll, we'll handle that uh, tomorrow and throughout the coming days. Right now, I'm just excited about this one. Yes. Uh, I give. I say 50-50, Darnold is in the quarterback mix next, next year. Yeah. 50-50, he's in the quarterback mix next year. Um, it all, it all depends on, you know, wh- which way the wind blows yeah. outside of David Tepper's office. That's it's it. Really? What's shiny? Really all it depends on. I think, I think Dar- of all the quarterbacks that they had, I think Sam Darnold gives them the best chance at a good NFL backup quarterback. Yeah. That's, that's the way I look at it. Darnold can be a good backup quarterback. He's athletic. He's big. He's got a big arm. And if there's not a lot of uh, pressure on him to be the guy, I think he can be a good backup. Sure. And now you just have to go find your starter. And he's got to keep his beard because that obviously is helping him. Too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? Don't uh, don't don't shave it off. Yeah. All right. To, uh, to a little bit of hoops here. This was always going to be a dangerous game for NC State. But give it up to the Wolfpack. Winning at the Castle in normal times is not easy. And again, I know Virginia Tech is struggling. I think they're 1-4 and four now in the league. But I think it's a good basketball team. Ask Carolina, who went up there and got beat. And it would have been so easy to have a letdown after the thumping of Duke. But boy, did they go and play ball. Here's Kevin Keats after the win. I want to give my team a lot of credit. You know, I felt like our defense traveled, um, especially in the first half when you see how we played and, you know, give Virginia Tech a lot of credit. You know, they played all the way to the end and they made it a really tough game at the end. And we ended up pulling it out. You know, I thought our veteran guys stepped up and made free throws at the end when we needed to have them. Uh, But it's a good win. You know, any win in this league is really good, but a road win is golden. And so, proud of our guys, and uh, we want to keep on building on it. Yeah, look, that was... It's so hard. It's so hard to back up a great performance with another even good performance. Unless great performances are what you do. And I think we'd all be honest with ourselves and say that's generally not what State does. But that was a really good performance coming off a great one. And I know the State played good defense at Virginia Tech. They played great defense at home against Duke. Now, it wasn't always 
you know, a stroll uh, by the uh, by the brook. It was wire to wire. Final score was misleading, I thought. It was an 11-point game with a little over a minute left, and then I don't know what happened. Turnover, 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 three-pointer, three-pointer, three-pointer. And, I mean, it was a one-possession game with 40, almost 50 seconds left. Like, how did yeah. that even happen? <laughs> right. How did it get to three points? So Go from 11 to three <laughs> in, like, 25 seconds. It's the beauty of, or the curse of the three-pointer. Uh, and here's Keats on how that all happened. It's a game of runs. And, you know, we came out of the second half, and, you know, they, they, this team, Virginia Tech, has a lot of pride. And they came out, and they cut the lead to seven. And it was a 7-0 run, and we kind of were on the back of our heels. Uh, we had to regroup. I thought we did a good job recruit, regrouping. We played a good in-between game. Then at the end, they surged again, and fortunate for us that we, we made plays and we were able to finish the game. It was a game of runs, and State had them, it seemed, like in the last minute. Gosh. Uh, Terquavian Smith, Jarkel Joyner, Casey Morsell. I think they were awesome. Um, I think State will need a little bit more efficiency from Smith. Joiner very efficient. Morsell, very efficient. Need a little bit more efficiency from Turquavian. But, man, they were good. And Pack is off until Saturday for the rematch with Miami at PNC Arena. I actually wish they were playing again. Yeah. I really do. I wish they were playing again. It's fun. When you're, pl- when you're playing well, man, go get them. Yeah. <laughs> go They're out. Hot. Go out. Keep, uh, keep the train moving forward. Carolina cruised over Notre Dame last night. Irish actually led by three at the midway point of the first half, and then that was that. I Notre did. Dame, I thought they were fans. Notre Dame isn't good at all, and Carolina, I think the jury is still out on how good they can be. I think everybody gets uh, over their skis when Carolina wins a game convincingly like they did yesterday. I don't think Notre Dame is very good, but the at least Carolina did what they were supposed to do, and they went into the game shorthanded because Pete Nance was not going to play. Here's Hubert Davis on the game. I did. I thought they were fantastic. I really do. You know, one of the things that we talked about that we just need is we need energy, consistent energy and consistent production coming off the bench and I thought Puff was really good, DeMarco, Jalen, Justin, whoever came off the bench. I just, I thought they they brought energy, they brought life, um, solid plays on both ends of the floor, and, you know, that's what we need. And um, they played extremely well today, and I was really proud of them. Yeah, Puff Johnson had 11 points and six rebounds off the bench. Uh, they, had a, uh, they had a game plan going in, and Hubert Davis's team executed it. Well, one of the things that we we thought about was how can we match up with them defensively. Like, so in terms of my decisions on who to start the game, which doesn't for me really mean much. You know, I don't put a lot into starting at all. But I, my, what what I was thinking was what could um, start us off in the best uh, position defensively in terms to match up with them. And so um, Seth is a gifted defender he played extremely well um in the wake forest game and we felt like we wanted to start the game like that 
Yeah, Seth Trimble started. They went three guards in lieu of uh, no Pete Nance. And uh, look, Notre Dame, again, Notre Dame's not very good. They're 0-5 in the league. And I realize that Virginia Tech is 1-4, but I think Virginia Tech is probably going to have a market correction at some point. And I'll be surprised if the Hokies don't finish either at or above 500. I think they're good. They're legitimately good. Uh, All right, Duke went to Boston College. They limped to the finish line, but they got there. They had, what, like a 13-point lead with midway through the second half. They made one field goal in their last 11 minutes. One, and that came with two minutes to go. Ryan Young made a shot in the lane. I think that got Duke to was 51-38. And then they made one field goal the rest of the way. Kyle Filipowski also had a layup or a dunk with like a minute and a half, two minutes left. That everything else was at the free throw line. If it was anything, because Duke only scored 14 points in the last 11 minutes. It was, and they lost the lead. They lost the lead in the game. No Jeremy Roach is a problem for Duke because Tyrese Proctor is having a rough time. He he has not quite gotten his college basketball legs after w- whatever brand of basketball he played growing up. And remember, he reclassified to come to Duke this year. Uh, he has just not quite gotten there yet, but Duke doesn't have another option. At point, I guess Jalen Blakes is the other option at point. John Shire is going to have to draw something up because Jeremy Roach had a recurrence of the toe injury and he has not been 100% even when he's played. And if he's not 100%, I don't know how Duke runs half-court offense unless they decide, you know what, we're just going to give the ball to Derek Whitehead and let him go. He was great again. Whitehead was really good. And Filipowski was good. I wouldn't call him great. But Whitehead was. And Mitchell was good. And boy, that was a fight at the end. Duke could not get into any offense at all. They turned it over 15 times. So after 21 against State, 15 more against BC. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at The designery.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit concerned for uh, for Duke and the Hurricanes lost a hockey game in over. Not, I'm sorry, a shootout to Columbus. 
Max Pacioretty did score twice, so that's good. The Max Pacioretty scored twice, uh, but not good that yeah. the Hurricanes only got one point. So, as I said, I did a little hit for the WRAL Sports Plus overnight, whatever it's a, uh, whatever the. Uh, I know I should know the name of the show <laughs> that I appear on every Sunday, uh, but frankly, I'm in a fog. Understandable. My my explanation is market correction. When you win 11 in a row and you have points in 17 straight, if you go back and you look at those games individually, there were probably three or four that they could have easily lost. And they didn't. Or they got a point. Now, they were better than Columbus yesterday. Not significantly so. I know what the shot totals say. They were better than not yesterday, Saturday. They were better than Columbus, but not awesome. They were better than Nashville on Thursday night, except the goalie. And Carolina hasn't gotten great goaltending. Three games in a row. Kachetkov, Kachetkov, Ranta. It will be interesting because Freddie Anderson practiced today. As a matter of fact, the Hurricanes had full participation in practice today. Oh. It was Andre Kasha practiced. Not a yellow uh, non-contact jersey. Freddie Anderson, all three goalies were there. Stefan Nason was back. Well, we'll see what happens with the lineup. If well, Now, Kasha can't draw back in yet for a, a little bit because they put him on long-term IR, so um, when they do that, he has to be out for a certain period of time after you put him on long-term IR. So I think it's at, at least another week or so before he comes back. But we are now getting closer to all of it, and with Nason drawing back in, that means somebody who's been in the lineup has to come out. My guess is that it will be Derek Stepan. But we'll see how all of it looks, and then we'll see what the lines look like because that will be fascinating. And if Freddie Anderson is ready to draw back in, I would not be surprised if we saw Freddie tomorrow night against New Jersey. That'd be exciting. Uh, Well, yeah, it would be exciting. And if he played well, Mm -hmm. now there are all sorts of decisions to be made because they can say it all day long. I don't think they want to keep three goaltenders here. You can't get three goaltenders adequate work. No. You cannot do it. Even in practice. And there's not a lot of practicing anyway. So, we'll see. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists. Talented surgeons. Highly skilled specialists. All of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.